Hey everybody and welcome to the show. I'm James. That's Katie. And we're together for this episode, number 62 of the Circles and Squares PlayStation podcast. Um, trying to figure out how to record with as little chair squeaking noise as possible <laughs> because we have obviously a different audio setup. Uh, Kate over here hanging out with me today. But yeah, welcome to the show, Kate. It's a big one for you specifically as we teased last time on the news show. Kate has beaten every Elden Ring boss, and we're here to talk about it today. How excited are you for this episode? Oh man, I'm so excited. I feel like Elden Ring is one of those things where like, it's all from Soft Games actually, but Elden Ring being the newest one, it's one of those things where it's like, if anyone asks me like, oh, so how was Elden Ring? It's like, well, I hope I hope you prepared the next three hours of your life. Like, <laughs> you fool, you've opened the floodgate. <laughs> Don't worry, everybody. This will not be a three-hour podcast, but I think overall, we probably have like three hours worth of Elden Ring discussions like <laughs> over all of the podcast, so, mm -hmm. so it's kind of like, you know, it balances out. Um, we have a couple other games to talk about today as well, of course, and then we're also, for the second half of the show, returning one of our favorite segments, It's Good Listening, <laughs> where today I'll be uh, quizzing Kate on some video game music that I've put together, and we'll see how she does. Now, for my, for my recollection... Did I get five out of five on the last good listening or was that a quiz? You got, I think you perfected a quiz. I don't think it was a, it was a matching quiz. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Okay. The music quiz are infamously difficult. They're very difficult. So we'll see Although, how I do. Like I was telling you before, I think I made this one. It's a little easier. See, I don't love that you said that we'll because see. now if I do poorly, <laughs> it's so much worse. I'm trying to psych you out, but anyway, uh, let's get right into the show because we have a lot to talk about and potentially even more exciting than you beating Elden Ring, Kate. I've been recommending you a game for a long time, and it's one of my favorites. Talked about it on the show quite a bit when I played it. But of course, it's one of those you can't really say too much because there's so many spoiler holes to mm -hmm. fall down. Um, but let's see. You started Inscriptions. Finally, finally. I finally started Inscription. We got that Steam Share working. Uh, I booted it up. So I, I played about two hours, so this is a very brief first impression. But... I will tell you, since I've started that game, I have probably, at least every like half hour, it's just popped into my mind. I've been like, you know, do you think you've got time for inscription today? <laughs> I hope you. I hope you do. Um, holy fuck, this game! Now I I've gone into it with zero spoilers at all, which I've somehow like miraculously managed to avoid anything, and I'm so excited. And even with just within these two hours. There's been so many moments where I've been like, oh, holy shit, like, that's so cool. Or, like, there's, it just keeps keeps you on your toes and keeps introducing these tiny little new aspects to the game that make you stop and think. And the, the mystery and, like, the setting is really, I think, kind of the best part of the game for me. It, it drags you along, right? It's because, mm -hmm. because the card game itself is fun, but it's all the little stuff sprinkled in about, like, oh, why did I have to, like, continue at the start of the game instead of instead of like new games yes. or why is it that this character is mentioning something about the cabin to me or, or just like you know you always want to figure out what they're talking yeah, about yeah exactly or like you know the first time you lose the card game is like well what does that mean and, and like i i think what we'll do probably is once i finish it we'll we'll talk about it with very mm -hmm. explicit spoilers um but i i will say so far that like the atmosphere alone in the setting in the creepy ca cabin it's kind of like it's not like a horror game, but it's definitely unsettling, and it's that creepy atmosphere was enough to, to keep my interest. But then I've actually been really enjoying the card game as well. Like, I my expectation was that that was maybe going to be the weakest part, was the 
was the actual like right right you know physical card game that you play but it it's been continuously introducing new mechanics whether that's like you know an ability on a card it has flying or it has like a taunt or whatever kind of like card things that are kind of staples in card games but it's got a really interesting mana system that's really kind of dark and creepy and <laughs> it is creepy theme. isn't it um, and it's got the Slay the Spire kind of map where not to, not as large as Slay the Spire, but you do kind of get to pick paths every now and again where it's like, oh, I could go this way to get some items that will help me. Or I could go right to like, you know, go to the bonfire that makes a card a little bit stronger. And some of those have been really interesting. And I feel like you get a decent amount of choice to actually like build your deck. And the card, like, I would genuinely just play the card game at this point. Yeah, well, the good news is you can. Because for people <laughs> out there listening who maybe like me have played Slay this or <laughs> I played a lot of Slay this Fire, <laughs> have played Inscription and you're like, oh, you know, talking about Inscription on this podcast makes me want to go back and play. Just for those of you who don't know, there's something called Casey's Mod, which is basically a game. Uh, it's like a mod for Slay the Spire, but it's made, I think, officially by the development team. Who And you just basically play the card game as a roguelike with none of the other sort of cabin stuff going on. So you actually can do that if you like. And I might go do it too, because <laughs> I really want to play more of this now that you've started. Man, uh, yeah. It's so good. I will tell maybe a little spoiler for you thing, but if you know, you know. I'm a big fan of Stoat. Big fan of Stoat so far. Um, and my other, the thing that's really weighing on my mind right now is a combination of how the camera works in the game. And not necessarily your POV, but the actual, there's a camera. The camera and a card named Lewis. Lewis, yeah. <laughs> And my mind is just reeling yeah. on who Lewis may be. Lewis might not even end up being like something that matters in the long run, but there's there's the card camera function and someone named Lewis and my mind has just been like spinning on repeat about who, <laughs> what that means. Well, if you know, you know, and, and if you, you don't know, know uh, you'll find out and you should play inscription. <laughs> yeah. So I think the plan on this one is go radio silent from here on out. And then once mm -hmm. Kate beats it, which I'm assuming probably won't be I terribly really long, soon, yeah. um, I think we're going to have to do a big spoiler cast on this game because there's just so much to talk about mm -hmm. uh, with that. So we'll put a pin in Inscription for now. And let's change gears to a game with a very, very different tone than Inscription. <laughs> because I haven't been playing a whole ton of different stuff. You know, I've been like buried in Fortnite with the event going on. The season ends in a couple of weeks, so I'm just trying to finish all that stuff mm -hmm. off you should Dobrin, you unlock sexy indie i unlocked sexy indiana jones very, everybody it very was very impressive. good kate and i played some split screen you know in fortnite we played split screen the other day kate didn't you'd never played before, i've never right? played before and we won three games in a row on duos and no build split screen that was fun mm -hmm. and in the process i managed to find a tent and stash an exotic weapon in there don't worry everybody it's a good thing because I managed to unlock sexy Indiana Jones. I'm so happy about that. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like he's got this explorer thing, but he's got like a sleeveless shirt and it's kind it's of like unbuttoned. It's like kind of unbuttoned yeah, a little bit. <laughs> he's like making that look where he's like, he's got his lips pursed a little bit. It's the smolder. The smolder <laughs> from right. what, what's that movie? Uh, um, Zoolander. Zoolander, yeah. yeah. Anyway, sexy Indiana Jones. But uh, So I've been just been playing a ton of that, so I don't really have like a new big thing to talk about. But I did a couple weeks ago. Go back and play the original Pokemon Snap. I don't know why. It's just on the Nintendo Online. And, and so I decided, like, why the hell not? Started it up. And it's just so nostalgic. You know, you've, you've got that music. And it's like, do, 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 do. And the Professor Oak is like, welcome back. And you go take a bunch of pictures for him. Isn't Professor Oak 
have like a weird voice in that game. Yeah. It's always like when you go back to his pictures, like he doesn't fully talk, but he's just like, hi. Yeah, he has like. <laughs> kind of weird. He has like just one off, like single word voice lines, but mm -hmm. I feel like it's not the original voice actor or like the way they've recorded audio on the N64 maybe was a little screwed up because mm -hmm. it just, yeah, he sounds weird. And the whole game is kind of weird. Like, I don't exactly know to this point exactly how to progress and like unlock the stages. I think you just need to take enough good pictures of a certain amount of Pokemon. So you're pretty much just going mm -hmm. through and like, you know, I know the first couple levels, especially so well of like, if I throw a ball in here, it's going to make Scyther come out of these, yes. these branches. And like, you know, I know how to wake Snorlax up later when you get the thing, mm -hmm. the flute and... You know, it was it was like a trip down memory lane because we used to play that game through so many times. We just sit for an afternoon and you yeah. can beat the whole thing in I don't two know hours. If we ever owned it. I feel like we rented it a lot and then I think we did own it. Because we caught do you think so? I think I think Julie got it for us. Maybe, well, maybe we owned it Pretty eventually. Sure. But, but that was it was game. fun. Okay, I've got a question for you. Is the river level still the best level? That's the one I always remember where you're going in the river and the all like the water Pokemon are like jumping yeah, down. Yeah. There's like kinda like forest along the so, edge. I, I like the river level, but it kind of pissed me off when I was playing because, you know, that level has to, you know, those certain levels that have those, um, like the gates where you have to do special things at the end to unlock the, right. new, the next level coming up. Right. And so for this, the, for the river level, it's a real big pain in the ass because to do that, to open the special gate at the river level, there's like, uh, it's basically like a water slide and the start, there's squirtles in the water and they're floating and you have to hit them with your what pester balls to to knock them out onto the shore mm -hmm. because later on at the very end of the level those same squirtles however many you hit out of the water will appear at the end and you have to like hit them in a specific angle to go up this mountain and it knocks a manky off a cliff <laughs> and then if you knock him off the cliff he lands on a button which opens a gate to unlock right. like one of the next levels but hitting that manky is a bit of a pain in the ass because you're on the water and it's moving and I guess all mm -hmm. the stages are moving. It's on rails. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a pain in the ass. And I actually missed him a couple times. So I had to restart the whole level, go back through, mm -hmm. hit the squirtles again. And it's just like, oh, man, I hope I don't have to, like, I hope I don't miss again. Otherwise, I'll have to go do this <laughs> again. And that's, I think, one of the frustrating things about this game, like, coming back and, like, not being a kid, knowing what to do is, like, if you miss something in one of these levels, yeah. it is such a pain because you have to basically replay the entire right. thing all the way through to the end. Is there's very little speed up. Okay, well, that was what I was going to ask is if there's a speed up. Because in the new one, you can just hold down a button and you just go quite quickly. So you could, yeah. like, skip kind of sections of the level if you wanted to. No, you can you can do that. But you unlock the speed up as, like, the last thing that you get. Mm -hmm. So by the time you get it, you're pretty much, you know, You've 75, 80% of issues. the way done yeah. the game. And it's not even that fast either. Like, I just wish there could be, like, a... a you know, an option to like, oh, I missed what I was looking for. I came back to this level for this one specific thing. Mm -hmm. I missed it. I'm just going to like fast forward and go through. Right. But it was, a, you know what, though, like that, I don't want to complain. It was just a fun time to go through and like remember how to unlock all the cool guys. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't you know, I went to the fire level and I didn't really remember too much about that. But you get to the point where like the Moltres egg is blocking the pathway. Right. And so you have to hit it off and Moltres comes out and then um things like you remember how you would like if you spam a bunch of apples at the charmander they all like come running out that's right there's they like they a all massive horde of them and you can yeah. like knock one into a volcano and it comes out a, a that's right that's or right something. yeah it's really cool yeah. like just uh, just remembering those little things those little you know set pieces i guess you'd call them mm -hmm. but you haven't played for so long so it's kind of fun to go back and acknowledge that yeah. the only one i couldn't figure out how to do and i wasn't about to like I didn't really want to pull up a guide and start getting into this was that I couldn't figure out how to get 
the Gyarados to come out of the waterfall. Oh, that's right. Because I, I was thinking about that one and I, and I, I don't know, I just couldn't figure it out and I kind of gave up, but I got mm -hmm. the Charizard, I got the Moltres, I got the, um, you know, you can get like the Magnemites to form together into yes. the Magnezone or, that's or the Magneton. That's the cave one, right? Yeah. 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 Pretty cool. And then the last level, of course, is Mew and you're kind of in space and you got to hit Mew. Right. Um, yeah. It was kind of, kind of cool, I guess. But, yeah. It's a cool yeah. game. You gotta, you gotta play the new one now. I'd love to hear your... Comparison yeah. on how you think the new one holds up. Yeah, I'd like to play the new one too. It was I don't know I don't know what made me do this. I was just impulsively <laughs> like on the on the Switch online. I'm like you know what I may as well may as well try this. I know Pokemon Puzzle League just came out on there too. Well, okay, I'm gonna play. I don't, I don't think I'm in for that one. I, I, I don't some... <laughs> think that was a great game, but I remember playing like probably way too much of that as a kid. I have some memories of a friend of mine who I feel like you and I just used to go on there and pretty much just button mash and like spam it. Mm -hmm. But I have a friend who's like hardcore, really good at that game. And I remember being like, you know, 10 or 11 years old and just going over playing Pokemon Snap <laughs> and getting slammed. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this isn't fun at all. Yeah. And yeah. That's... What's funny about that game is like, I would never have played the game just for the game. The, the no. only reason I played it was because like, oh, those blocks are fire for fire yeah. Pokemon. And those ones are water for water ones. And like, like I, I fucking loved it. I played a lot of it but if it was not pokemon skinned i wouldn't have touched it for five minutes i agree <laughs> yeah. i completely agree with you and like your lives are like if you pick whichever trainer you pick as your yeah. character your lives are like they're three of their pokemon and you're like oh no you ko'd my vulpix like <laughs> yeah, i better right. choose my growl it's like as if it matters like it matters. <laughs> that's right that is, that is how powerful the pokemon brand that is. brand yeah <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, Pokemon Snap. I don't really have much else to say about it. So why don't we get into the big, the big hotness of the day? Tell me all about <laughs> your experience with Elden Ring. This is this is the ooh, we've been waiting for so long, everybody. Man, all right. Well, we're here. We're finally here. So I played. I have a hundred and forty nine hours in my Elden Ring save file, um, and I feel like I need about hundred and forty nine hours to really cover this game in depth. Like. <laughs> There's so much to say. There's so many aspects to this game. Um, so I'll try to not take that long. <laughs> and uh, maybe you can, you can keep me honest on that. But I gotta say, I have some gripes with Elden Ring, but it is an absolute masterclass of a game. Like the fact that they pulled this off and put a game of this caliber together is honestly insane. Like I'm not an open world person. I think that's a bias that I had going into Elden Ring and I still have. It's just not my preference of game. But Elden Ring I think justifies being an open world and it's pretty magnificent what they did with it. That being said, I still think I would have preferred a more typical FromSoft game where they're about 40 hours and you go through. Sometimes you have some direction over like which areas you go to in an order, but they're pretty like specific once you're there you do this level then you go to the next area and they're pieced together but they're kind of semi-linear in a sense right um and i still think those were the best parts of elden ring is because they have the they call them the dungeons um but it's stuff like stormvale castle where mm -hmm. it is that traditionally you go in you've got all the twisty paths and they kind of meet up and that door opens and you're like oh fuck that's a you know this takes me back to the original bonfire and that's amazing so those are the best parts but especially in the early game when you're just on your horse and you're going around and exploring that was pretty magical it was magical i i remember like when i started the game up and i'm, I'm like 40 hours in so mm -hmm. i'm just like i feel like i've played a lot but then in comparison to you i feel like i've barely played at all 
But yeah. you're right. Like that first like five, six hours with the, when you get the horse, you're just kind of riding around and you're like, oh mm -hmm. my God, like this is just, it's just encaptivating. Like, like just mm -hmm. being in this world and seeing what there is, you could just find something in every little, yeah. you know, every little nook and cranny, there's something. And I'm curious to hear from you, like, does that sense of exploration and, and like fascination with the world continue for the whole time because for me it's like 40 hours in I feel like it's just kind of becoming like okay maybe I don't mm -hmm. want to explore anymore maybe I just want to like actually try and use my time to do something productive yeah see I, I think that is the the biggest thing with Elden Ring is its biggest it, its achievement is that it's amazing it's massive holy shit they threw so much into the game but I think I might have preferred if I didn't have to play for 149 mm -hmm. hours. And to be fair, like, that's not going to be everybody's playthrough. I go very slowly, very thoroughly. I, you know, I went to every goddamn catacomb in mine. <laughs> they didn't, there didn't need to be 57 of each. Um, but, like, obviously I think it's intended that you don't necessarily do everything. But I also think at the same time that FromSoft fans are, like, outrageously neurotic and one and we'll do every single <laughs> there's a thing. percentage that will try exactly. and do exactly what you did yeah. so i think that's kind of you know something to expect as well but this game to me was like valleys so if the other games were all like a lot more consistent elden ring surpassed them in certain at certain times of my playthrough but then also went down into dips where it was less compelling than other games so instead of having that consistent s tier elden ring was like okay we're at an s plus oh but now we've like dipped down to like a b or something right. and now, now we're, we're back in the, up and now, now we're in we're... the catacomb for the 50th time or something yeah like that. exactly so i i think it's hard to say because i'm sure some people are like some people want to be in a game for like seven years of their life you know like those people that are still playing skyrim and, and, and doing <laughs> yeah, right. new builds and things right. like it's awesome um, but for me, like, I kind of, I like getting through a game and, and getting onto something else. So the length was probably the downside to me. And I feel like some of the later areas were not as exciting to run around in mm. as some of the earlier areas. And there's just, there becomes a bit less variety as you go along. Like by the time you're through to the second half of the game, there aren't very many new enemy types. Oh, really? So... They reuse some enemies, which I think is fine. I don't think it's necessarily a problem. But the first 50 hours of the game, you're constantly just finding new things. And I feel like maybe spreading it out a bit more would have been mm -hmm. better. Like, there are some unique enemies to certain areas. But a lot of the time, it's kind of like, oh, those... You know, those T-Rex dogs are back. I'm like, oh, God, I'm right. kind of done fighting them. And I only just introduced myself to them mm -hmm. when I was playing before. So they're quite new to me. They're quite, they, they ripped me apart and I mm -hmm. died a lot, but, you know. Oh, yeah, they're, they're pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> they're a little aggressive. Um, so I think the the big things we'll uh, maybe want to touch on, I guess, is the, the level design. I don't want to get mm -hmm. into story too, too much. Although presentation of story, I think, is an interesting thing in Elden Ring. Um, and then combat, obviously, and some of the bosses. Yeah, right. I had some questions for you too. Like, okay. Like just okay, in general, so I'll sprinkle them in. Then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just wanted to know. So, like, what ended up being your favorite sort of play style in Elden Ring? Or like, what kind of build did you have? Because I know there's so, so many people online that are like, you know, oh, I'm playing magic only, and magic's the easiest. Or some people want right. a more traditional Souls type of experience. So, like, what did you go with? I had to come out of my comfort zone a little bit with Elden Ring. And this is, I think, a, a blessing and a curse of the game is that you are really um, encouraged to 
play a bunch of different builds. So they give you the tiers that you can respec once you've beaten a certain boss. Mm-hmm. Um, you are able to then go to go to her and she will, with a currency in the game, respec your stats. Like just from absolute starting, you know, it doesn't matter you're level 100, you're spending every single point you've leveled up to get new right. stuff. Uh, and they're also pretty generous with the upgrade material for weapons. So you can like max out quite a few weapons, you can keep respecking. And I think there is an emphasis on this game of adapting to uh, the boss or the area that you're in, which I think is a cool idea on paper. And for some people, I know that that's a massive draw of the game is like, oh, you know, I played as like a spell sword for a little bit. And now I'm like a mm-hmm. straight up mage. And now I've got two big axes. And that's really cool. But for me personally, I like to go in with the same set up for every game right and i felt like that was kind of to my detriment sometimes in elden ring so i went in i had my uchi katana like always and a little parry uh i ended up using the buckler instead of the parry dagger just because it's objectively better which is unfortunate (laughs) but it just has a better parry window so whatever so i had that and then i got was getting party through and i was talking to a friend and he was watching he was watching me play a little bit and he's like your damage is terrible. Like your damage is your so damage incredibly is terrible. low. Like why are you doing no damage? I was like, well, I don't know. I'm just using my Uchi katana like I normally do. And he's like, well, why don't you have a second katana? I'm like, well, I got my parry shield. He's like, well, what if you're not parrying? I was like, well, I don't know. This is just my build that I've done in every other <laughs> yeah. game. He's what like, if I am parrying? I was like, what if I want to? I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, you need to have a second katana. So I hold the second katana in my other hand, and all of a sudden I'm doing like considerably more damage because it's just mm-hmm. better to do it that way. I'm like, okay, fine. And then I'm going along and then it's like, okay, the katanas bleed. So that's a decent part of my damage. But it's like, okay, this area is like immune to bleed. But it's like, oh, I don't want to swap out my stuff because it's what I like using. And so there's so many things in the game, like consumables, all the crafting, you know, like you're encouraged to have many weapons on you. And I think that's, it's cool for a lot of people. And I totally get why that's fun. But for me, I felt a little bit penalized of just wanting to consistently mm. use the build that I liked because it didn't always benefit me. Yeah. So do you think that maybe the reason, like, I'm just thinking about this now and, and seeing, like, well, the game is so long. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe the maybe the ability to use so many different weapons and kind of the way it encourages you to try and you feel like you're being led to do that is could part could be, like, part of their strategy of making the game less monotonous for the length of it mm-hmm. because it is it would be kind of like okay well for this you know i'm changing my whole play style it almost feels like a new game part way through like yeah. you've been refreshed and and i i like that but i just feel like they could do that in a way where it's like it's an option if you want to and not kind of like sort of what we're pushing you towards doing and like yeah. you definitely don't have to like I will say, like, there's people, like, let me solo her. There's well, people that run this game at, like, level one. That's what I was going like, to say. Is... Like, you can do it. It's 100% correct. But it just, there's there's a fine line between Elden Ring where I think they've really gone super big anime bosses and, like, crazy stuff that, that you encounter that's really cool. But it feels a little bit more like if you're not using all your tools, you're putting yourself at a big disadvantage. Whereas, and, and maybe this is my problem for approaching it in the way of, like, I'm playing like other FromSoft games, right. which maybe that's my fault, but it's like, I don't normally use consumables. I hardly even use like the bonus skills you get like in Dark Souls 3 or like even in Sekiro, you get like, 
the skills that use like mana and things like I hardly even use those <laughs> and the game I never felt like I was ever like penalized for not yeah, using them but yeah. in Elden Ring it's like you you're a fucking idiot like <laughs> you better use this why aren't you summoning <laughs> the amount of times that we're talking about a game and and like you have some whack restriction on yourself that just like no one else would impose is the know, funniest thing I just find <laughs> it fun like I'm not even doing it because it's like oh I'm hardcore I just do it because like I just like the simplicity of like yeah. having the, the base moveset right like I just like dodge hit dodge hit like to me, that's more fun than using, like, and I throw a big lightning bolt or whatever. But, you know, I gave up and I started shooting fire from my eyes. So fuck <laughs> I it. <laughs> I was going to ask if you gave into the magic yeah. as well. Because well, the magic to me is very fascinating. Like, yes. I've only played with, like, a melee. Like, I have a big hammer or something. Mm -hmm. Like, I haven't really explored. Aside from I have the dragon hand and put fire all yeah. over the ground. But yeah. I'm just, like, I've heard and I've seen, you know, you see, like, little clips and stuff. Like, the magic is just what's broken about this game. If you get stuck, like, switch to magic. <laughs> Do you think that's true? I, I don't know enough about all the, like, there's so many things in the game, right? Like, I don't know enough about each individual spell or how it works, but I think in general magic tends to be strong because it's a ranged option. And a lot of bosses in this game just go absolutely fucking nuts, especially late game. It's like genuinely watching an anime sometimes where they're like 40 string combo you. Jesus. And so... If you want to hit them with a sword, you can't walk up while they're just like scratching like a maniac. If you're far away and shoot a spell at them while they're doing it, or like, you know, maybe you run away and it gives you a little bit more options. So magic does tend to be strong just because it puts some distance mm -hmm. and you're typically like, if you're not beside them, you're less likely to get hit. So magic does tend to be good. And I will, like some of the magic in this game is fucking cool. Like you can do some cool, cool stuff. Like there's the gravity stuff. There's like the regular magic, there's the faith things. I went for the frenzied because I did the frenzied flame ending. Okay. That means nothing like, to me. But sort I'm... of like a, you have a few different <laughs> options of how you want to like burn your tree in the end because you're trying to yeah. get there and, and you know, you can choose not to burn it, you can choose to burn it a few different ways. So I went frenzied flame, which is kind of like the chaos route, just I thought it was cool and I, I liked some of the characters in the that led up to it. And so I did that with a frenzy. It's so funny. It's like you just like kind of shoot lava out of your eyes. <laughs> like It's so fucked up. Um, so I had a bit of that, which was pretty cool. And it was definitely helpful against certain enemies. It's like, you know what? Like, fuck you, flying birds. Like, you just get lightning eyes. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so, so you mentioned like the flying birds, different areas of different, mm -hmm. you know, different areas compel you to use certain weapons in a way. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to hear now that you've been through everything. What was your favorite area in the game? Okay, so I think the best, I'm going to sort of cheat by saying a few dungeons, not big areas. Walking into Lindale, did you ever make it to Lindale, the capital? Mm, I don't believe okay, so, you know. or if I did, I kind of... You'd know, yeah, you'd no. know. Walking into that area for the first time was jaw-dropping. It was one of the best FromSoft experiences. It's this like massive citadel capital mm. that you go through and like... You can go, you go down in the sewers at one point and you're up and you're climbing on buildings and like there's a massive dragon skeleton in there because like, That's cool. it's like a place where they'd had like dragon wars in the past. And so like at one point you're climbing up the dragon skeleton to get further into the city uh, and it's just, it's so cool and there's like mini bosses and then you're eventually like climbing up to the tree at the top. And it's just like an absolute marvel of a place. Like that to me was one of the best experiences. And Stormville Castle at the beginning was my mm -hmm. other favorite area. Like 
it's so cool you're going through kind of it's the traditional sort of beginning area of like what would be um at the start of a dark souls game you always go through like a little city at the start right um but this time you're walking along it then all of a sudden you realize hang on i have a jump button and then you're like <laughs> yeah. jumping down to other places and like half of the area is like access through like a few smart i noticed jumps. that too yeah you can like jump down onto the the what's it, like the Some corners of, the of like the and... ledges of the buildings and kind of go around the corner mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you've made it somewhere else yeah yeah, that to me, that moment was like, holy fuck, like this is going to be an insane game. Um, so those were those were cool areas. The other thing is going down into the underground for the first time and realizing how big and extensive like Sophia Riverwell is and like Nokron and all those areas down below where they've got like the, this it looks like the night sky yeah. with all the stars. That was a crazy moment of like, holy shit, this game is huge. And I feel like you keep having that where it's like, okay, I've gotten a little bit more of the map. Like that's probably like half of it. And then you get more and you're like, oh my God, that was like 20% of the map. And you're like, okay, it's gotta, I gotta be getting close. And it's like, nope, the underground's twice as big now. And then nope, there's actually another area like kind of just up into this island that you didn't realize. And it just keeps going and going and like one-upping itself. I remember having that feeling when mm -hmm. I went underground for the first time. And I think the start, like when we were all playing it, you know, at the very beginning, mm -hmm. I think I was the first one of my friends to mm -hmm. really find the underground because I, I mean, it just happenstance where I, where I happened to go. Right. And I remember just texting a couple of people. It might've even been you too. You and did. Like, yeah. And being like, have you found like the well yet? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, no, I'm like, well, wait till you go down. Yeah. And it's just like, it is shocking when you, when you like see the size of it and the scope and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to ask too, speaking of favorite areas, what were some of your favorite bosses in the game? Oh man. Okay. I wrote down a few, um, because they're, they all have like the Crazy variations names, yeah. with the same three <laughs> names. Um, so my favorite boss, if I had to pick one, it was Godric the Grafted. Now, is the he... end of Stormvale yeah, Castle. Yeah, okay. So you fight, fight um, Margaret to get there, who I also was a big fan of. But Godric is so cool. I liked him to too. To me, like he was the perfect level where I think he wasn't too outrageous with some of his movesets. But he was definitely difficult at the time. Um, he had like a really couple cool moves where you could jump them, which was like a new thing in Elden Ring that ended up being pretty strong, where they do like a ground pound or something mm -hmm. that like... Mm -hmm reverberates on the ground and you can actually jump over it which feels super cool um and then he has of course like one of the best mid fight cutscenes where he like puts the he like puts his arm in the dragon like the dead dragon beside him and he like pulls out and then he starts shooting fire out of his dragon arm <laughs> and he is just so cool so to me that like set the tone really well um the other boss i really like is super super late game and it's horalu and he's kind of got like a crazy mid phase too. Like he starts out just sort of like this dude. He's, he's late game, he's kind of spoiler. He starts out, he's this dude and he's got this like massive lion spirit with him. And the lion spirit's there and it's kind of like you fight him, he's got like a big weapon and it's sort of like a generic, it's kind of generic for the first bit. And then in phase two, he tells the lion, he's like, he sort of absorbs it and he goes just absolutely fucking nuts on you. Wow. He's like this ripped dude. He like loses his weapon. He's like takes his shirt off and he's yelling. Damn. And then he just starts like, <laughs> he starts like suplexing you and doing like Holy crazy shit. karate moves. And he just becomes like the, the undertaker in the second half of the fight. And the lore on that is like, 
he didn't he doesn't absorb the the lion as if like okay i've got like the strength of a lion now it's actually more of like okay lion stop holding me back like i'm about to go super saiyan like god mode <laughs> he's held back by a spirit yeah, lion his spirit lion he's like no take the lion training wheels off and he just like he genuinely like suplex you and like throws you 30 feet in the air and the first time he did that i was like this is so fucking stupid and i love it that's fantastic <laughs> So I'm a big fan of bosses like that. Um, I got to shout out Melania, the right. infamous boss. I think she has some stuff that's really, really fun. But she's so, I think she's a little too hard. And I get like, you know, we're all about the challenge and Elden Ring. She's optional, whatever. But she fucking hurts. Yeah, <laughs> she she's hurts a bit much. So much. Waterfowl, I know you can dodge it, but it's intense and it feels so rough. She'll just like... 30 hit combo on you and like heal the full and you're sitting there you're like well i'm you're like, dead well, <laughs> so so is that the first time then with millennia that you would you would feel as though there is a boss in a from soft game that should be <laughs> toned down a little bit i think i think it depends i mean like i don't know what she's like maybe if you have a shield it's a little bit easier or certain i know there's certain like moves that people can use like, you get, like, the weapon arts on your weapon, and I know there's certain, like, dodging ones that help a lot. And so, like, there's ways to kind of mitigate and get around her. But if you just show up, like, as if you're ready to fight any other boss, she was pretty insane. And I could definitely see where people get frustrated on her. But it all comes down to preference. Like, I, I fucking ran it back with her, like, so many times. Probably the most times I've ever had to fight a boss. Wow. Was Melania in any FromSoft game. But then there's other ones like Godskin Duo was a big, was like a double boss. There's two ones, you kind of fight them a few times separately and then you fight them together. And that boss was really hard and I beat it on my first try. So I think it really just <laughs> depends like what your play style is and like how you approach right, right. the game. But I, I just think in general, Elden Ring has taken a lot from all the other games and it's really cool to see all the inspirations and you know it's cool to be like oh that that's like Dark Souls 3 and like okay that's Bloodborne and okay that's Sekiro but I think the thing is is like it's so it's become very fast-paced and some of the like crazy moves the bosses do it feels like Sekiro fights and even Melania I think there's like um the Ministry Ninjas have like the same kick and ground pound that she does. And I was like, oh, she's a cool ninja from Sekiro. Got it. <laughs> but in Sekiro, you have a very different capability for defense with mm. the parry system. And some of the Elden Ring bosses, I was like, I wish I could just fight them as Sekiro. <laughs> if because, I was like, only in playing this other game with exactly. the same boss. If I could waterfowl like ting, 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 40 hits in a row, that's awesome. To dodge through it as just a little lowly tarnished, very difficult. Very tough. So I, I'm interested to see where it goes because I, I think I personally prefer the bit of a slower paced to it, like just a little bit more grounded. And I think I've seen a lot of people online say that like the end game bosses just get like outrageous because they're just so aggressive and they like, you know, the second you go to heal, they throw something at you and that stops you. And so... There's definitely workarounds, but it feels a little bit more like you have to outsmart or come up with a strategy as opposed to I've really gone up against them a few times and I know which way to dodge. Like I've learned that string of moves. And of course, that's definitely still like how it works. 
but it feels just a little bit less of like I can consistently be perfect dodging. I know it's like one fast dodge and then a slow one and then like I take a break and then I've got a time to hit and then it's your turn. Whereas it feels like a lot of time they go nuts and it's like, okay, please calm down. I'd like a turn. Right, right. No, you're still going. Okay, I'm going to make a cup of tea. I'll come <laughs> back. You're still freaking out. Got it. Um, but there, there's definitely some cool stuff in the game. And uh, the area she's in, the halig tree, is really cool. You're kind of like mm. climbing along like branches. And then you fall down. There's like these like pavilions. And there's like all these rope bridges connecting these buildings. So it's a really cool area. And you finally get to her. And she, like, Scarlet rots you and you die 60 times. But eventually you get her. Um, oh, that's pretty cool. I, I, the, one of the last things I wanted to ask you, and you mm -hmm. mentioned it earlier, is just um, the story of the game. Like, how I know you're right. very meticulous going through wanting to read all the item lore and all that type of yeah. stuff and, you know, really investigate different things in different environments. Like, how did you come away feeling about the story in this game in comparison to the other. <laughs> so this is another thing. I think they, they've taken their traditional storytelling method and they've applied it to a much larger world. Uh, and so I think the story of Elden Ring is actually one of the most interesting. Like, it is really cool. There's a lot going on with how the, the ring started and where the tree comes from. Um, and there's a lot of, like, kind of, like, cosmic outer gods. Like, almost like kind of like a Bloodborne-esque kind of thing where it's, like, you know, the Elden, the Elden Ring comes from almost like a different dimension or and it's sort of like the, the things are like en envoys of a higher power come in. There's a lot of really interesting lore. Um, my favorite little lore tidbit being that, oh, what's his name? The guy, the guy in the Caleb boss. He starts with an R. It's not Radagon, maybe, but it's not Radagon. Rad Radagon is Radagast the Brave from like <laughs> Radagast something. Like, yeah, it's the Lord of the Rings thing. Oh, I'm I'm getting his name mixed up. But Daniel everybody Radcliffe. knows him. Daniel Radcliffe. Everybody knows him. The the big the big fucking massive guy in Caleb with the two axes that rides that tiny little horse. Mm -hmm. And his horse is like ten percent the size of him, and he rides it. And the lore reason is that like he loves his horse, so he learned gravity magic so that he <laughs> could he uses gravity magic so that he can ride his horse and it's like not too much. Mad respect, on mad the respect horse. for that guy. And it's tiny, like it it took me like three times fighting him to notice he had a horse, like a teeny tiny little horse between his legs, and he wasn't just like <laughs> zooming around the arena. <laughs> um, so he's awesome. But there's there's a lot of really cool lore stuff. Um, and I think it's one of the coolest games to put together because so many of the named important characters in the lore you end up fighting or interacting with and they're not as much in the background. Um, but I will say is it is the hardest game to really figure out and understand as you go because there's just so much of it to look at and so much of it is like, okay, this item description gave me a clue and then this item description on the complete other end of the map, like 35 hours away, gave me another clue I put together. And so right, it's right. easier to miss things. And it's also easier to go at it in maybe a less optimal order. Right, because if you were playing like Bloodborne or any of the Dark Souls games, they would hypothetically know. Like when once when you find this clue, it's not going to make any sense. But we know 
like an hour into the future, you're going yes. to make it to this next room and you're going to find this and it's going to piece itself together. Yes. But then in Elden Ring, you might go completely the wrong way, the not wrong way, but like a different way for multiple yeah. hours and just completely forget how it relates. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they're, it, they, they can't be as intentional about how you're going to engage with all of the information. And the other thing I found that was unfortunate to me, and I'm still in the process of like, you know, YouTubing all, all of the like stuff I miss. My favorite way to consume the story <laughs> of the game is on YouTube after the yes, fact. Yes, yeah. uh, I've been doing, I'm doing a lot of that right now. I'm in the process, but a lot of the NPC quests, um, and everybody says like, they're always cryptic. They're easy to miss. Like I get that that's just a FromSoft thing, but I found in the other games, I think I managed to get a lot more of them completed in my first playthrough because it's just, you, you, you can't miss them as easily. Like in Elden Ring, there's so many NPCs where like, okay, you run into them in the first area, they're out in the overworld, and then they're like, all right, bye-bye, like I've moved, see you <laughs> later. And like, you know, you have no idea where they've gone. And like, you really, I looked up guides. This is the first round stuff game. Like I'm, you know, I kind of want to know what this character's doing. I'm just looking at where the fuck they've, they've gone. And it's like, they'll teleport around the map without tons of indication right. where they're going. And so if you run into them again, it feels amazing. And it's like, it, it's, it's the trade-off, right? Like, it feels so good when you naturally do run into them again. Right, but your chances are just so low. But yeah, there, there's definitely there are times where it's like, well, and I just never saw that NPC again. Like, I wonder mm -hmm. what he's up to. And you look it up and it's like, oh, he's in this area. What, but I'd already gone there. And so, like, I didn't go back. Yeah, what are you supposed to do? Backtrack yeah. to every location? So I wouldn't go back. So, like, I don't know. It's kind of a blessing and a curse. Like I totally get the idea of like, you're not supposed to find everything. And like, you know, maybe it's a community effort to kind of like figure it out and like learn, like once you do this, you know, Roger moves over here. And so that's cool. But at the same time, it's like, I kind of just would have liked to have seen more of it. And then I feel like I missed out on a bit of like the context of some of the stories and just like the whole world, because, you know, mm -hmm, I didn't, mm -hmm. I missed the like, you know, I miss one of the early magic guys, so he I didn't learn about the certain type of magic. And I, I just kind of wish there had been... I don't want a quest log. Like, you know, people are like, that's not an Elder Ring thing. You can't have a quest log in a FromSoft game. Fine. I don't think I necessarily need that. I just think maybe a little bit more direction on some of the quests. Or a little bit more, like, flexibility of, like, mm. you can't lock yourself out of it. Like, I had a character that I just didn't do something quickly enough who just straight up died and i oh, was wow. talking to a friend and he's like oh i'm really enjoying like it was roger he's like this cool mage he wears like funny pants oh i know him yeah hat. he's one of my favorite guys yeah. to summon actually he comes to um the circle the circle the round table and i guess i didn't do his quest line quickly enough and i progressed too far and so he just straight up died like i just found him dead one day and i was like oh oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh roger like, oh dear <laughs> what have they good. done to you roger so that kind of was a bit disappointing and that happens with every game like that one yeah. if you don't do stuff quickly enough but it's just there's so much to do and it's so it like, seems it seems to me like they could have solved this pretty easily with just putting icons on the map of like where the npcs are located they have eventually they did actually patch that in now where you look at your map and it shows you where an npc is the problem is that it only shows you known locations mm. so if somebody like there's one girl who i looked up a guide for this and you have to keep giving her grapes is what she asked for now grapes are secretly eyeballs obviously oh good great because uh nothing can be nice in no. a from soft game so you keep giving her eyeballs 
and she'll she'll eat an eyeball and she'll go to like a new church and you're like oh eyeball delivery as like, you do she like she like skip the dishes another like grave <laughs> so you show with another eyeball she's like oh delicious thank you and then she like go fucks off somewhere else and so I looked up a guide and it's like kind of in a similar area and so I guess like you could just go around and look and check each one but I was like fuck that like I'm just I've been to this area I've explored everything I'm just gonna keep teleporting to them and like in the right mm-hmm, order mm-hmm. and so like. I finished her quest and it ended up being good for the frenzied flame thing that I did. But like, how, you'd never know otherwise. Like you feed her a grape and then you're like, she's like, fucks off. And like, when she goes to a new area, it's no longer on your map where she is because you have to find her again before the map then denotes mm-hmm, that she's mm-hmm. there. So like, I, I don't know how you necessarily like figure that out without a guide. Right. Or spe- like I spent 150 <laughs> goddamn hours Yeah, you would find game. her. You would have found like, her. I gotta spend like 600 if I'm gonna find her and like the delivery fee on these grapes is gonna be outrageous <laughs> yeah. if I've gotta go around the whole of Leonia Lakes to look for her. <laughs> oh my god. So I, I think it's it's an interesting thing if I really liked that style but more in a contained game whereas when you stretch it out over this massive open world I don't think it works as well. So that being said, the moments where you do just happen to stumble on things in the right order and you hit the right person at the right time where it's yeah. pretty relevant, it does feel amazing. I just don't know if the trade-off is, is if it's worth, worth it. it right? um, but yeah, the lore is fucking cool. There's some cool as fuck characters. Um, there's some really, really horrible family dynamics going on. It's the most dysfunctional family I've ever seen. Like George R. R. Martin had a hand in it, so you know how he, you know what he's like. <laughs> Um, wow. Okay, so any last things you wanted to mention about this game before we finish up? Uh, and I've got one last question at the very end for you. Man, okay. Um, I have a few small little details. I just think that I wish the game was a little bit shorter so that you hit the high moments more and you have less time where you're spending exploring in mines. Um, and I think there's a few bosses that are incredible, but I would have liked to have fought them once, maybe twice. Right, I don't right. need to fight 27 of the same dragon. It's just kind of a lot. Um, but Stormvale and Lindale were some of the best FromSoft experiences and like worth playing the game for. Um, and the few moments, like the first time you see a dragon fly down at you in the overworld. It's amazing. The first time you go to Kaled and you get teleported and you're in that shack and you have to <laughs> oh, escape. I fucking hated and that. And then you finally escape the shack and you've like shown up in like red bloodborne. And I like, oh, hated fuck. that place, man. <laughs> you know, like running around and you hear Alexander call it to you the first time and he's stuck and you got to get him out. And, and then you join his fight club later. Like, there's so many moments, like, going down in the well. The first time you get up to Altus Plateau, where mm. you, like, go up this elevator or you take, like, a kind of, like, a stair route through these mines and you get up on top, like, so high up and it's, like, this amazing vista and view and it's, like, you've stepped into a whole different game. Like, the Elden Ring does such high highs. It's just sometimes they're 60 hours apart (laughs) (laughs) and between those 60 hours you fought the same mariner four times (laughs) yeah that's right you mariner a little bit you've marinated in him quite a bit yeah yeah um but interesting okay so my final question for you then before we close the door on elden ring Mm -hmm. where does this game rank among the fromsoft pantheon 
of games for you. You know, I, and I, I feel bad ragging on Elden Ring because I, I want to remind everyone that this is an S plus tier game for me. Like, FromSoft cannot fail. I fucking love FromSoft. <laughs> like, sure, there's, there's things that were annoying. Like, there was things that I wasn't as big of a fan of. But I think that that is to be, like, in, kept in perspective, when you make a game as ambitious as Elden Ring, it's not going to be perfect. There's going to be some balance issues. You're going to run into a boss sometimes that you're way over leveled for and you just smoke him. And then you're going to run into another boss where you're like, he one-shot me and that sucks. Right, like, and I'm dead now. It's going to happen. Like, it's impossible to be as consistent as to be as perfect. So Elden Ring is still an S-tier game. I think it's actually at the bottom mm. of my list, though. I think if I were to make a list, Sekiro and Bloodborne are, are like, just kissing at the top. <laughs> just kissing at the top. Kissing at the top. <laughs> then it's Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls 3, um, Demon Souls, and then I think it's Elden Ring. What about Dark Souls 2? I have not finished Dark Souls mm. 2. Dark Souls 2 is under Elden Ring for what I've played. Gotcha. I haven't finished it, which I really should go and... and I think you owe it to yourself at this point to finish it. I mean, come I on. Come on. I do, I do. But, yeah. So I think it's near the bottom. But I also think that I have a bias coming in where I would not pick an open world game to begin with. So it sure. kind of had but that. But still, that factors yeah. in, though. That, that, that factors in. And so... Interesting. Well, there you have it, folks. The second <laughs> worst from soft game. Second worst from that's like saying like oh I, that's like saying like I didn't get a million dollars, but I got a hundred thousand dollars. This like, is why <laughs> reading the headlines only and not reading the article is a very dangerous thing to do. Yeah, it's still amazing. I still highly, highly recommend it. But you know, I I would say maybe play Bloodborne if you could gotcha. only play one or Secure. I don't know. They're making out of the top still. Uh, play great. Blood. Play Bloodborne, everybody. <laughs> play Bloodborne. <laughs> you don't need to go fight Lady Butterfly. You can you can take my word for that. Um, all right. Well, let's let's move to the second part of the show, which is of course our fun game show, Good Listening, where today I will be teaching or seeing if Kate has good listening skills or not. Um, Sorry, what was that? <laughs> um, okay so this is how it works for those of you joining us for the first time on the this well for this game uh so basically we take turns selecting uh five songs from each other's uh games played list so these are songs from games that kate has for sure played before so it's not cheating or anything like that um you've played these games before i'm gonna play you about 30 seconds from each song and we're gonna see if you can guess uh which game this is from or you can also i guess tell me um, like what level it's from or the okay, name of the for song a, for a bonus for a point, bonus point. I th no I think we said guessing the song is a point and then it's a half point for if you can tell me the name of the song or uh, oh, where okay. it's played so you can get actually two points per song right but okay. it's only out of five because it's, it's so hard <laughs> so we right. can actually score above 100% <laughs> um, and definitely play along at home everybody let us know how you do um, you can send your results into our email address which is circlesandsquarespod at gmail.com uh, let us know if you can beat Kate's score on Good Listening today. So um, without any further ado, we're going to get into the songs here with song number one. Uh, it's just going to be a little bit of clicking here to mute ourselves while we listen. But uh, everyone, this is song number one.
All right, song number one. What do you okay. think? What do we think? So I, I went. I I've got this one. For sure. I know exactly <laughs> yeah. what game is this. I went through the first time I hear like the chip tune music. I always think I don't know if it's because you're here, but I always think Mega Man Battle Network is yeah. <laughs> the first place my mind goes. And then like the doo doo doos kind of kicked in. I was like, oh, Undertale. The doo doo doos come in, yeah. But then it got a little bit further. It's Contra. That it's is a hundred percent Contra. Okay. I know that that is the original, like the NES Contra. Especially the end with that that like finishing like, yeah. that that solidified it. Where in Contra though, mm, mm. this is like the dude is the end of the level for sure. I want to say it's one of the. It's either the first level where you're in like the green mm-hmm. grass, or it's the snow level. Which is kind mm. of the same level, but just snowy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you might say all the levels are kind of the yeah. same level. There's the, some of them are different. You well, look at that, except like, for the base. Except for the base. Like, yeah. yeah. And there's that factory where you're like dodging lasers and stuff. That's true. Um, I'm going to go with it's just the first level. It's Contra for sure. I'll go with it's the first original level. All right. Well, you've scored yourself one point. Yes. Uh, although you were wrong about the level it's mm. not the first level it's actually the waterfall level where you're jumping up mm, uh, it's like more waterfall. vertical than the other levels right yeah okay. it's that one but good good guess that was yes. good okay okay i'm on the board that's all that matters <laughs> i didn't get shut out <laughs> all right remember your score uh because i'm probably gonna forget okay and let's move along to the second song in today's quiz Okay, song number two. I'm a, okay, I got lot. This is the opposite <laughs> for me, where I got less confident as it went on. Okay. My first thought was it was WarioWare. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like the Ashley level because it's kind of just kind of spooky, but like without the lyrics. And then that's a really deep cut to think it's about. It's kind of weird, right? <laughs> and then I was like, okay, no, but it's like a Nintendo-y game with it's like the spooky level of a Nintendo game. So then I thought maybe it could be. Um, Paper Mario, and like the the four, the creepy, it's not mm-hmm, the creepy mm-hmm, forest, the forever forest, the forest. But I don't think it's that. I feel like I would remember that more distinctly. But like, would you pick Mario? <laughs> I don't know. What I? <laughs> I don't know. And then I was thinking, like, maybe it's like a haunted map of like a Mario party. It kind mm-hmm. of has that like. Nintendo... You're all over the map here. You're I'm all over the place. It has a it has a creepy Nintendo feel to it, where it's like the creepy level, but it's not actually that scary because it's got to be like a Nintendo. Right, right. Game. Yeah. It's like shy guys carrying pumpkins around or something like that. Yeah, I'm just gonna go with WarioWare. Like, I just I don't know. This one's stumping me. WarioWare. All right. Well, this is this song here. Everybody is the proof that this game is not as easy as it sounds because I thought for sure this was gonna be a slam dunk <laughs> really? for you. Really? This is. Polar Push from Crash Bash. Oh my god, it's Polar <laughs> We just played Crash Bash. We <laughs> did, and it's not even a horror level yeah, at no, all. Yeah, no, it's not. But you can see it now that you've... Now that you know, yes, right? now yeah. that you mention it. Jesus Christ. This yeah. game is hard. It's very tough. It's hard without any context. Mm-hmm. Well, this one I'm for sure going to think you're going to know what type of game it is for okay. song number three, but this is the one where I'm 
very confident that this is the hardest one. Okay. Probably that's ever been on this game. Oh my god. So okay. good luck. But knowing <laughs> knowing how this goes, you'll probably get it right. So let's see. All right. <laughs> oh my god. I don't have the faintest idea. Can you play it again? Sure. We'll listen to this time? one a second time. Yeah. Okay, everybody? I won't do that with you. One more, more time. One more time. Okay, we'll, we'll pause it there. What is this from, Kate? So I'm, I'm probably totally wrong, but I think this is, is very, very specific. <laughs> but I think this is in Sekiro, where you come up, you get, you get jumped by the snake. <laughs> and then that, like, the snake surprises you. <laughs> and it's like, holy shit, holy shit. And then it quiets down and it's just kind of, like, mm, tense mm -hmm. and you're, like, running and hiding. Because I don't know what the fuck else it would be. Yeah, yeah. So this, so this is my thought process on this one. Okay. First of all, that's my favorite part of Sekiro from what I've played. It is. It is I love really that cool. part of the game. Um, so this was a game, a song I put in honestly because I was like, the other four of these are so easy that you're gonna get <laughs> them no problem. <laughs> so I put this one in. This is this is from Outlast when the soldier attacks you. <laughs> I thought. <laughs> <laughs> because you played Outlast, yeah, and I was like, "Well, we never put horror games on here," and because it was like so obviously scary, I thought mm -hmm. that you would probably pick a horror game, right? And then I just picked a song from early in the playlist of the OST. I see what you mean. You know, yeah. The, the downside to to horror games is that I'm you're so scared. I couldn't even begin to recollect <laughs> what else was going on at the yeah. time. This is probably You know, I was unfair. close. I picked the, you know, yeah. it's kind of the same idea. You get ambushed by something surprising and you got to run away. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that was a little unfair, but you know. Um, no, I love it. That's so specific. I never in a million years would have guessed that. All right. Well, let's see how you do for the last two songs. This is okay. song number four. Okay. okay, that one was a banger. That yeah. was really good. And I'm sure it's familiar to you. It right? is so fun. That's the problem with playing this game is it's like I recognize that. Like I immediately get a sense of like I like this. It has a positive feeling in my heart. But, like, <laughs> my heart. <laughs> sometimes it's been so long since you played a game. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I think this is F Zero. Okay. 
this is the the like kind of like um twangy like synthy kind of yeah. guitar i yeah. think that's f-zero which I f-zero don't... which f-zero um i'm gonna go with the the game whatever one we had on game boy because we that was that's yeah, the, the only one that we own yeah okay <laughs> um and i will hazard a guess that it is big i don't think it's big blue I don't think it's, it's not blue, a big blue, but I can't think of another F zero level. Okay, right. <laughs> so Mute um, City, perhaps. Okay, Mute City. That is the other yeah. one. Yeah, it's F zero well, for sure, though. Okay, well, the reason I was suggesting levels is because it's not F zero. It's not F zero. <laughs> no. You're wrong. Um, I like you were right on like the vibe of it though. Mm -hmm. This is actually uh, the multi man melee song from Super Smash Bros Melee <sighs> when you do like the hundred man melees and all that stuff. Shit. You yeah. know what else? You know what else crossed my mind? I was like, I'm pretty sure I've heard this in Smash, which yeah, is right. why F Zero is like, yeah, there's F Zero songs because of Captain Falcon. Right. Well, that's what I was trying to do. I was like going through the. I was like, oh, Smash Bros. Yeah. We haven't done Smash on here. But then as I was going through the playlist, I was like, well, I'm actually kind of limited to what I can pick because right. so many of the music, so much music from that game is actually right. from other stuff. And so I wanted like a Smash Bros. specific song, oh, no. but then it gets into like, am I gonna pick the main menu? Like you're gonna yeah. get that a hundred percent. So well, we'll we'll yeah, see. I don't know. You seem pretty confident. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Yeah, well, all right. um, let's see how you do with our last song. I hope you can get it because right now you're sitting at one. Yeah, that's point. not amazing. Uh, so good luck. Here's okay. the last song. most familiar one yeah but fuck what is it from i i want to say death's door i think it might be like the forest level from death's mm -hmm, door mm -hmm. okay it could be a lot of things though it's got the flute it's got it's it's got that it's not a zelda thing it sounds it could be a little zelda but it's not i think Death Door is my gut feeling on this, but mm -hmm, this is mm -hmm. the one where it's like, I've heard this a million times. Right. I, now, just to say, hold on, before you mm -hmm. get too far down your rabbit hole of Death's Door here, mm -hmm. I think, I don't know if we ever put it as a rule, but I was trying not yes. to repeat games and I did That's use Death's Door another time. So I'm going to tell you right now, That's it's not true. I Door. put Death's Door on for you. Oh, right. Maybe actually. that's why. I feel like it's something I played somewhat recently. Oh, she's really trying here, everybody. She's really trying. It, it, it like it hurts because I am so familiar. Like I would recognize this anywhere, mm -hmm. but I can't tell you what it is. Like it's not. I played it recently. I think it's fuck. <laughs> Can I give you a hint? Yes. Okay, your hint is this game. The game that this is, or the character in this game is in Smash Bros. Is it a Zelda thing? It could That's be a good a, hint. That's a really generous hint, everybody. Be a Zelda <laughs> thing. But, like, it's, it's very, like, Winway 3, for sure. Um, 
like I can almost like keep the song going. Like I can mm-hmm, do mm-hmm. like the next few bits in my mind. Yeah, yeah. But what is it? There's so many characters in Smash Bros. It's not per- it's not a Rosalie, not a Persona thing. Are they in as like an actual playable character? Yeah, no, just, they're like, playable. Skin? They're a playable okay. character. Yeah. And as the host of Good Listening today, I'm going to impose a 30-second timer for this answer here. Okay, maybe I will go with my other gut feeling then. It's a, Zel- it's a Wind Waker thing because Tomb Link. Because mm, okay. I do have the, that, that linkage in there. Gotcha. I don't think it's Breath of the Wild. Maybe it's Wind Waker. Wind Waker. And what would the song be? Where would you listen to it? Is it just Outside Island? It's just like the, the cute mm. little hub island? It is, in fact, Dragon Roost Island from Dragon Wind Waker. Dragon Roost Island? Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So there you go. I think that's two points. That's two two generous points. Two great points. The Contra one I fucking yeah. had The Contra one you knew. Everything else, like, man. That was good. This game is All right. Good. Would you, would you, was that harder or easier than the first time? Do you remember? I don't even know if I got a point okay. the first time we played. <laughs> yeah. It's probably I'm, easier. I'm not sure that Your I Your Outlast that. question was cruel. Yeah, that was um, cruel. But other than that, probably easier. Wow. I love it though. It's so, it's so fun. Just yeah. even to hear some of the, the tracks, right? Like, you it's know, a good time. As much as I love putting the quiz together, on good listening, I prefer to be the guesser. Okay. I think. You know, usually I prefer to ask the questions, but good listening is just so fun to rack your brain. <laughs> it is so. fun. I will make one for you soon. You are, you are, the, you are better. Yeah, you're a better guesser, I think. I'm excited for this. And so, yeah, let us know uh, if you played along what your score was. Did you beat Kate's two points? <laughs> uh, which may have been harder than, than I thought. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And next time, look forward to, to me guessing when we play the game again. But uh, for now, let's move along to our listener mail question of the day, which is very much related to good listening. So uh, yes. we had a question from the guys <laughs> for this week. Yeah, it's a group effort today, um, but it's a great question. I think it, it works well with our music quiz, uh, and it's kind of funny little detail. So they want to know, what video game music do you listen to? Like, not just what's a good soundtrack, but what do you, like, actively listen to as part of like just regular music rotation um but with the caveat that it can't be persona 5 because that's the obvious answer (laughs) yeah yeah well you know what i was thinking about this one and first of all good question thank you the guys for asking (laughs) um so i don't listen to like a ton of game music all the time i kind of just have like certain songs saved onto my liked playlist on and like i just they just sort of pop up Mm -hmm. but i was it's kind of a cop-out answer, but I have a lot of music from, like, the mid-2000s NHL games, like, actually on my playlist. Like, right, because those are just actual know, songs, Queens right? of the Stone Age is on there, and, like, Lay Down by Priestess. And, yeah, there was a Billy Talent song. You know, song Billy you Talent yeah. and Yellow Card and all this. So, like, I have a lot of that music just, you know, in my playlist anyways. And I and I found a lot of it through those games in, in those years. So it's kind of, like, mm-hmm. it's kind of cheating. But in terms of actual game music, I find myself sort of when I'm working, I listen to, I like listening to lo-fi because it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's relaxing. It doesn't have yeah. lyrics, so I don't find it distracting. And a lot of the time I put on um, like game related lo-fi playlists. So a lot of times it's either Final Fantasy or Pokemon yeah. that I kind of put on because they're familiar and they're sort of like that whimsical RPG mm-hmm. type of feel. So I feel like those are probably my answers for this. Or either that or when I'm working out, sometimes I put on um, the Streets of Rage 4 playlist <laughs> That's awesome. because those songs are, are awesome. Those too. are nice hype ups. Yeah. yeah. I do the exact same thing where I'll put on like a soundtrack or like a playlist like that. Stuff like, yeah, like lo-fi, like JRPG music tends to be really yeah, good for good. that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, so I definitely put those on. 
from time to time, but intentional. But I kind of check this as in like, I have like a huge Spotify library and I have everything on shuffle all the time. And so there, there are staple songs, like I wouldn't necessarily put like a Final Fantasy soundtrack in there to just pop up on shuffle, but I do have some game songs that are just 100% in my regular music library. And so I got a shout out two from sonic adventure 2 battle like <laughs> pumpkin hill aquatic mine pumpkin hill um live and learn like those yeah, songs yeah. those songs are just genuinely in my music they're like great. they're awesome city escape or city escape like the crush 40s in there um there's a couple undertale songs you know you never skip megalovania partially it's a meme but it's also just fun it's good um i got some guilty gear stuff uh, like mm -hmm. small the game it's, it's a good one um, but the main one I think I listen to probably the most or have the most of anything, Darren Korb. Yeah, um, right, right. So that's all of like Transistor, Hades, um, what's the first one, Bastion, that kind of stuff. Like he's just such a good artist and especially the Transistor stuff, like when they get those vocals in there, they are incredible. So I would just genuinely like, if there was a concert, I'd go like. That's a good 100%. shout out. You know, another one too, if you'd asked this question in a, in a month or so, Metal Hellsinger is coming out. Oh, and that will, yeah. that will definitely be like, I'll, I'll download that whole playlist right away. To be fair, away. I think I have the playlist on <laughs> yeah. my Spotify anyway. <laughs> True, yeah. Because again, it's just great metal stuff. But yeah, yeah. fuck, that game's going to be good. Man, I'm excited. That was a good question. Thank you, the guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you'd like to write in in a future episode and have your question answered, you can, of course, do that. Like I said before, circlesandsquarespod yeah. at gmail.com. And suggest us some more good game music. Yeah, yeah. Give us some playlists or maybe, uh, you know, games with good soundtracks so we can play those and then use them in future episodes of Good mm -hmm. Listening. That'd be cool, too. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to close out this special show where we've uh, recorded in the same place. Doesn't happen too often, but... Uh, yeah, thank you for joining us, everybody. Uh, sending those emails, as we said, at the top of the show. Uh, one last thing to remind everybody as well, which we haven't said in a couple episodes now, is that you can support us um, on, I think it's through Anchor. That's right, through mm -hmm. Anchor. And if you want to subscribe, it's only a dollar a month. And for the rest of the year, all the money we raise is going to be donated to ProChoice.org, um, which is a great cause in the U.S. Uh, so definitely look into supporting us if you can. Um, and with that, we'll be back in a couple weeks or I guess next week to discuss the mm -hmm. news and all that good stuff. So we'll see you then. Take care of yourself and uh, have a good rest of your day, whatever you're, whatever you're doing. Okay, <laughs> this is it. That's how you close the podcast. <laughs> Bye. This is the conclusion, everybody. Goodbye. It's over now. Okay, all right. All right, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>